0: Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights. Aiden Hill added to the VGK goaltending room. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On VGK. Also follow us on Twitter at Locked On Golden Nights at Lockdown VGK. I'm Tony Cardasco again at Tony Dasco. Chris Golick is at TD Chris G on Twitter. And a lot to talk about, as usual, on today's show. So since we left you, and since I gave VGK a better grade than Chris Golick, VGK signing Aiden Hill, the goaltender from San Jose, and they do it in exchange for a fourth-round pick, and uh, 74 NHL games between Arizona, Chris, and San Jose, 2.74 goals against average. He played in 25 games last season before sustaining that second half uh, injury, a lower body injury. And does this acquisition first thing that comes to mind? Does this acquisition mean that Larry Broswa will not be ready for opening day?
1: So, and oddly enough, after Hill's injury, his he, his only game he played after he shut out the LA Kings. So he's uh, he ended his. His uh, Sharks career on a high note, I guess. Um, What does this mean about Brassois and possibly being injured? I think there's a lot of things that this signing means. And that's the first thing that does come to my mind is the fact that possibly Brassois is not going to be ready uh, either for camp and or the start of the season to be one of the goalies in the rotation. Notice I didn't say the backup goalie there. We're going to talk about that somewhere in a second here. But I think Brassois is not going to be ready immediately. And um, the second thing I think that this does mean is VGK is concerned about the depth at the, at the position overall. Let's talk about some numbers here. Hill, 74 career NHL games played. Logan Thompson, 20 career NHL games played. Bressois, 106 career NHL games played. Hill, had the most starts in a single season of those goalies with 25, Versoix 24, Logan Thompson 19. So if you add that up, folks, all three of our starting goalies do not have enough games combined started in a single season to have even had a full season. So each of our three goalies would have to average more than they've ever played in their entire career in a single season. So I think there's some concern at, as far as the depth of the position goes. And I mean, we, we talked about this, Tony, right? We said if, if LT got 60, 65 starts, that could bode well for the Vegas Golden Knights. If he's doing well and he gets 65 starts, then sure, he's a, he's a quality starting goaltender. But if he is starting those that amount of games in necessity in his first really full season as a professional NHLer, that could be trouble.
0: And, you know, the thing that happened, uh, McCrimmon, Kelly McCrimmon saying things change very quickly and rapidly. Very quickly. I mean, they had uh, three goalies there that could start in San Jose. Uh, they acquired at the trade deadline, Cabo uh, uh They also have James Reimer, who I think is pretty good. And Part of me wanted Reimer over Aiden Hill, just to be quite frank. And uh, he said that they feel as though they have more comfort, Chris, now at the goaltending position And I don't know how many times Kelly McCrimmon kept uh, repeating himself and saying that they need an NHL goalie. So uh, that was something that I found a little bit interesting. Uh, We knew that they needed goaltender depth, of course. I don't believe in the rempressoir. I do believe in Logan Thompson. Again, very small sample size. You have goaltenders that now have to prove themselves between the pipes for
1: the Golden Knights. So uh, earlier I, I said about not having a starting goalie, I honestly think that there is not a clear defined starting goalie for the Vegas golden Knights right now. And which would, this is, this is new for us folks, right? Vegas, the Vegas golden Knights have either had a clear cut starting goalie or two clear cut starting goalies that y'all wanted to argue and fight about, obviously being uh Leonard and flurry, of course. And, and one of those guys
0: gets thinking impaled too.
1: So, <laughs> so Right now, there's going to be a battle in camp. There's going to be a battle to be the the opening night starter. There's going to be a battle to who gets the most games. And I think uh, that could be something fun we should throw up on uh, the old Twitter about who is going to start the most games uh, in the net for the VGK. And honestly, it's not clear cut that it's going to be Logan Thompson, folks. It's not clear cut. I think if I'm going to handicap it, I certainly think that's how it's going to play out. But again... Logan Thompson is the rookie. He's the youngster. He only has 20 NHL starts. Now, no one else has greater than 106 of that group, being uh, Brassois and then 74 for Aiden Hill, so it's not exactly a tall task for LT to rise above those other players, but I think there is going to be a competition for the starting position. In addition, I don't know if the quote-unquote starter is going to get greater than 42 to 45 starts this season now that we have this three-headed monster now the concern that I do have folks is what happens when they're all all three of them are healthy Logan Thompson is the only one of those players that's on a two-way contract that you can send down to the AHL so VGK and I've alluded to this a couple different times over the last uh, two or three shows if VGK acquires another somewhat you know and and Grant Aiden Hill is not a Varlamov or a Jake Allen or just throwing out some more more seasoned veterans, so sort to of speak. But still, there is a reasonable chance our best goaltender might be tuning all season between Henderson and VGK, where again, you know, they VGK plays on Sunday. Their next game is on Wednesday. VGK sends Logan Thompson down to the AHL and then, you know, and, and then comes back up on Wednesday. It, it, this is going to be interesting, but I'm not against having more depth at the position either. I don't mind this signing. I just don't know if Aiden Hill is the one that's going to give us that comfort that we were lacking at the position either
0: and he could use some seasoning again he's just 25 years old he's 6-6 i never realized how big and tall he was because he moves around very well in net i thought you know i've seen him make some spectacular saves over the past uh, few years here in both arizona and uh, with san jose 6-6 very athletic and he stays uh, stands deep in uh, the net
1: and they if, feel if, if you're though, flirting with danger. You're, you're playing with fire here, mentioning like a big goalie that stays deep in the net. Like <laughs> and, that but
0: fl- Sean, Sean Burke, I think, must have seen something that they feel that they could work on, develop, what have you. And VGK's done well with these type of players. I mean, across the board in the past, where they revive careers or uh, jumpstart a career. And the Chandler Stevenson we talked about, and a lot of uh, other players where they've done very well that they've had some steals, I think, for what they paid. Now, Chris, 2.175 against the cap leaves about 1.8 for Nick Haig. What are they going to do with Nick Haig? Sign a trade? still stuck
1: <laughs> on that? <laughs> um, I think there's ways to I mean you you look at the VGK roster right now, there's enough forwards where there could be something where with all the LTIR relief, um Nolan Patrick, I think, um, I think there's something going on with Nolan Patrick. I don't know if we're necessarily factoring his, what is it? $2 million and change roughly. I'll, I'll look that up just to spot check it in a second. But, you know, I think if you take Nolan Patrick off the books, which I think is looking the likely scenario for the first, you know, 15 to 20 games of the season, plus or minus, then yeah, I think you're certainly in that safe comfort zone, uh, to get Nick Hague wrapped up somewhere in the, you know the two seven five three million range. Um, We pointed out Zach Whitecloud's contract, I believe, the other day, and there's no way—at least I think—Nick Hague should make more than Zach Whitecloud. Maybe uh, Nick Hague and his agent think otherwise. Of course, maybe inflation is uh, playing into that now, and VGK's newfound spending habits. But um, I-, I certainly think that the number for Hague is like like two five to two, $2 seven. Maybe a couple bucks more or less, depending on the term. I don't want I don't want a one-year deal for Haig. I don't want to go through this again because if Haig does have a breakout campaign where he gets 65, 70 games, um, he just is that big uh big force on the backside, so to speak. He's gonna want even more money next season. So I would love a three to four million or a three to four year deal for Haig, somewhere in the two five to two seven range. Uh, if they go to three million, fine whatever but you know two five two seven really feels like the right number for three even to five years if he's willing to take on that type of term.
0: I still have the feeling that VGK if they had their druthers, they would much rather get rid of Laurent Boois. I really do I don't think that they are high on him and now I feel as though there's more to his injury or injuries than they anticipated, but they did know that they needed some goalie depth but I thought that they would get a more seasoned goaltender. So that's why I was surprised about this. And I know that uh, we heard Kelly McCrimmon say that they, that they have a, a, a goaltender that they hold in high regard and uh, a lot of starts versus top 10 teams where he fared very well. Backed up Darcy Kemper in Arizona. And, you know, he got some starts there. He has made some spectacular plays for a big guy at 6'6" he moves a lot better than another
1: tall but beefy goaltender. so a couple of things one nolan patrick's actually 1.2 million before uh, our, our 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 youtube uh, friends on youtube who keep those comments coming good bad or otherwise but um Love you know before Love before someone uh, comes after uh, comes after me there for saying 2 million nolan patrick's 1.2 you said we got about what 1.8 so that's 3 million dollars in change right there plus or minus that's the number for Nick Hague, folks. That's the number. I mean, obviously, if we can keep it around two, five, that's fine, but that's going to be the number. And I'm guessing we get something worked out in the next seven days. I don't think they're going to want to drag this too much longer because really every day that goes by, maybe it's in Nick Hague's, you know, favor every day. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so back to what you're saying about Hill and, you know, what he might be and maybe there's something they saw. I, I like that. I do like that perspective. Um, I like the fact that's, you look back at signings like this that seem a little not exciting. I mean, I mean, when VGK acquired Chandler Stevenson, who thought anything of it? Like, okay, cool, Chandler Stevenson. Yeah, he played in Washington. He had a few goals here and there and whatever. Um, you know, you go back to William Carlson. He had six goals, and look what, what happened to him. Uh, Nick Wah was a, certainly another wonderful acquisition on the cheap. And obviously you're, we're starting to see the dividends he pays or even, uh, Shay Theodore when the deal was made to acquire Shay Theodore back in the day, so sort to of speak. So maybe there is something with Hill that VGK, Sean Burke, uh, the rest of our scouts, maybe there's something that they see in him. Um, you know, uh, I mean, this reminds me of look what uh, Devin Dubnik writes, uh, about that, that type of goalie as far as size goes and, you know, can he move around quick enough? Uh, can he recover faster than Robin Leonard? I think, uh, that's going to be the immediate comparison. And I think, um, I think just because, and this is, this is up, upsetting, unfortunately. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm profiling some of the BGK fan base a little bit here. So I'll probably take some heat. But since he is a tall, beefy goalie who might not be as quick as Logan Thompson or someone that plays in a traditional butterfly position, doesn't recover fast enough. Just maybe uh, he might uh, if he has a bad game and just he might get uh, they might ride him pretty hard. And I certainly hope that doesn't happen just based on his appearance. I certainly uh, hold higher regard for the VGK fan base. But, you know, any trip into any Facebook forum, you know, shows that the VGK fan base is still in a very um, sensitive position right now.
0: I think while VGK has done some uh, some things to to bolster you know its top six and now you know with Kessel's addition the top nine right goaltender is still such a major concern with this team. I'm really concerned about there's so many question marks and I really do and no knock against Laurent Prosova but I don't know if he's going to see the ice I, if he does you know see the ice this season maybe after the first of the year they're going to have to play salary cap shenanigans again uh, to get him out on the ice this is just my opinion and uh, those two it's good to have the competition Uh, don't take that for granted at all but I just uh, I'm very concerned headed into this season about you know the question mark can uh, of course Logan Thompson can he play more games can he continue his run and I believe he can Uh, don't know about Aiden Hill hit and miss hit and miss. And then, you know, Laurent Perssois, just no telling. So many question marks uh, for the goaltending position heading into the season where things should be solidified by now.
1: We were very low on VGK's offseason grade for addressing the goaltender position. Um, Prior to the Hill signing, we had 126 games of NHL goaltending experience as far as our top two goaltenders wins. I guess I didn't count Hutchinson in that mix, but, um, whatever your that. favorite, your favorite. Yeah, I didn't even mention um, him. Yeah. It I took mean, us that's uh, the thing, about like, 18 minutes into the show. Yeah. And that's in inter- around 18 minutes. Geez, we're all losing time already. Um, so now we have increased our goaltending depth by almost a third, right? So, I mean, I guess you have to give some credit that we have at least added some experience to the position um is this the comforting experience that i want to see and you know now i honestly want to figure out why did bgk sign hutchinson like that's that was i think my first tweet trying to connect the dots on lockdown of vegas golden knights but why did How the much bgk they how much are they paying Hutchinson? He's got a two he, he's on a two a two way deal, two-way so deal. I don't think it's relevant unless he's in the NHL, but, but it's, it's gotta still, be the league minimum, I would right. assume. It's a, yeah, about seven fifty seven. I think but whatever. But, okay,
0: whatever that is. But yeah, like it's still eating up some cash though.
1: Against well, the Well, but Cavs. why but why did they make the signing? You still have Patera, you still have uh, Saval, uh Saville, or Sav- Savali or uh Seville or Seville, forget. I think it's Seville, like the Chipmunk Seville, because someone called me out for that. Um so that's two, you know, pretty solid goaltender. I think Ferguson is doing some PTOs. Last I heard, he was up in Toronto trying to catch on with that organization. Um, So, but he could still, you know, want to come back to the VGK if he has not signed yet. And then, you know, so there's all these kind of goalies floating around. I mean, maybe this is, um, you know, maybe they got that bucket of stuff and they're going to smear it on the wall and they're going to see what sticks. And I'm not saying our goalies are a bucket of, Stuff folks, don't don't do that. Don't 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 don't. But I think this is just hey, we're gonna throw, you know, we got Logan Thompson, we kind of know what we have with Logan Thompson and what he could be. Brasois is someone that BGK liked as a backup to Robin Leonard. Remember, Robin Leonard was expected, you know, 60 plus starts, brosois right around that 20, which is a, a good spot for him. Obviously, things are changing now. So now you add another goalie to the mix and you just kind of see what happens. I mean, sometimes things have a way of working themselves out. You might have the hot hand. All three of these goalies might also push each other a little bit. Logan Thompson might have felt comfortable he was going to be the starter out of, out of camp day one with little to no competition from Hutchinson, Hutchinson, Patera. Like, that's not competition to Logan Thompson. Uh, Brassois maybe a little bit, but Brassois is the defined backup. Okay, now Leonard's gone. LT is here. LB is here at some point and now we sign a goalie who has three times or greater the experience than than Logan Thompson has. So this is only going to help Logan Thompson I think. Hopefully the BGK locker room culture amongst these three goalies is positive and they push each other and maybe it all will be just fine. I mean, I guess I'll go from an F which is where I did grade their goaltending off-season Report card. I gave him an F for that, which is more than fair. I think now we can maybe go to a C minus or a D plus. I mean, they improved by a third as far as experience goes. It's got to be worth something, right? Yeah, and I, you know, the thing that impressed me the most is that it just took two
0: Kelly McCrimmon rotary telephone calls to complete this deal. Uh, Tony Polk in the bear this morning. Coming up next, Jack Eichel says that he's hoping to be a dynamic force. Chris. This upcoming season, still recovering from that neck injury. We'll return with more. We'll talk about Jack Eichel after this. BetOnline.net is the fastest. It's the easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL. We'll talk about point totals for this upcoming season. In our third segment today, combat sports, esports, even golf, much, much more. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores, uh, podcasts. They have you all covered everything across the board. Head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action that is happening throughout the course of today in sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked Golden Knights. Tony Kordasco, Chris Golick in Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your number one choice for your podcast each and every day. You could find us wherever you find your podcast. And make sure that you subscribe to our brand spanking new YouTube channel. It's on fire, as they say. And that is Locked VGK. You could also find us at Locked VGK on Twitter. So, Chris, Jack Eichel does an interview. He spoke to Jackie Spiegel of NHL.com and uh, Eichel said that it's, uh, it's been a normal summer first time in three years for him coming back from that ADR surgery, 25 points in 14 games. I think he's being a little bit too hard on himself. Um, he had the fractured thumb for the final six weeks. he sustained in that Florida game. Uh, he said no excuses, said he didn't play well. And in terms of his expectations of himself he just didn't he felt as though he left he he left the fans down and I'm sure that the public opinion he said um, is out there and and he goes uh, he he, I just couldn't believe that he said that he felt that people expected a lot more out of him uh, this past season are you kidding me I thought I thought he was phenomenal in terms of coming back from the ADR surgery in terms of handling the puck stick handling and in terms of scoring and in terms of playing through that broken thumb injury i thought so, he did a, i thought he did a great job i don't oh, think he let he didn't let anyone down in my book
1: i mean the one so as far as the stat goes what down the stretch eichel was one goal and two assists when it mattered most so i think that is probably what is sticking out in eichel's head Are the fans necessarily, you know, crapping on him for that? I I keep referencing that today. I got to stop doing that. But are the fans necessarily holding that against him? I mean, sure, some. I guess that was a a notable thing, but more or less from the, the Buffalo side and the hockey media outside of Vegas was being a little harder on him. But, yeah, you look at everything he's been through from the surgery, from basically being gone, you know, an entire season, from coming out of that dumpster fire situation, in Buffalo to coming to Vegas and I think he started well he was on the trajectory if you will to get back to being that in his words dynamic force but you know it's funny you said that Tony because before and this is my notes for today half of it is from my uh work I was doing last night but on the bottom I circled dynamic force when I read the article and I wanted to bring that up and you said that in the in the teaser I found that was thought that interesting but who calls themselves a dynamic force I I just I don't know that that, that's kind of strange that that's strange but To be fair, Eichel is a dynamic force. He was a dynamic force before he came to Vegas. He was nearly a point per game player. I think the percentage was 0.95 or 0.96. So 95, 96% of the games he's played in his career, he's logged at least one point. That is a dynamic force, no doubt, no doubt about that. I mean, you can argue a player like that if they do a connect the dots with some deep playoff runs and a couple of trophies, if you will, that's uh, Hall of Fame type numbers. There's players with much worse stats but have the accolades that have gotten in the Hall of Fame. So you know that's what Eichel could aspire to be. Did I call Jack Eichel a Hall of Famer? Let's let's slow down, folks. I did not say that. Could his numbers possibly get him there one day? Absolutely. So he's being tough on himself, and Eichel. We know he's going to give a pretty honest take on things. Um, he's said much more, uh, much more controversial things in his time as Buffalo, in, in his time in Buffalo, when things weren't going the right way. And he did, uh, I believe, allude to himself as possibly uh, having better stats than McDavid one day. Um, and when he was drafted, obviously uh, McDavid was drafted ahead of him. So, you know, this is Eichel being Eichel right now and just kind of chirping a little bit. But he's also being honest about how he feels last season went. And, yeah, I think he's being a little hard on himself, especially given what he's been through. And he never mentioned the broken thumb. Like, again, folks, go about your daily routine with a broken thumb. I make a living opening packs of sports cards. I have to pinch my thumbs in there and rip the pack back. If one of these thumbs stops working, and this one actually is kind of hurt, I got in a fight a long time ago in a hockey game and it's still kind of screwed up, but that's another story for another time. You know, but if your thumbs one of your thumbs are broken, how do you go about your daily business? Now, if your daily business is shooting hundred mile an hour slap shots and sniping wrist shots and making quality passes, come on, folks.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I can't talk. I can't do the podcast because I'm Italian. I can't speak without my hands. So the broken thumb would just that would be hampering my my game. My game. Uh, He talked about a lot of uh, different types of poor compensations, right? He had that neck injury, but to kind of make up for that neck injury, maybe he used the support of his back a little bit more. And then he said he also had, you know, different things, different patterns that more or less popped up. And so we could see that, you know, again, it's, it, I, that's just miraculous to me. The fact that he had the surgery, that no other player in the history of the NHL had performed, right? He gets that done. And then he comes back, I think in quick order, he recovers. And then, I mean, after he has that neck surgery, he's on the ice, right? We see the videos of him. Days, working out day,
1: Days after like less yeah. than a week, I thought.
0: Yeah. And and to me, I, I'm just so impressed that he even made it back, that he made it back, you know, in short order, that he was a part of this team. He was a major part of this team. And, folks don't kid yourselves they wouldn't even have been in playoff contention without him they, they wouldn't have
1: been no if that's they, that's very 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 fair 100,000 percent that Eichel certainly helped the process down the stretch and the process you know, the process exactly so uh, you mentioned uh, the comment Eichel made about relying on his back a little bit to do his maneuver and things like that um, folks again I'm uh, I, I, I skate, I ref hockey, but I, I'm not a good, I'm not a great skater by any means. I'm not anywhere near these guys out there. But what I can tell you is if one of my skates is a little looser than normal, I'm out there skating differently. If my back is hurting a little bit, I'm out there skating a little bit differently. And I, I don't have to do much to keep up with the beer leaguers. It doesn't take a whole lot because that's where I am as far as my ability. If I were to put a stick in my hands and join the game as well, I'm not very good at all but what i can tell you is now you're you're magnifying all these things times 10,000 which is what it takes to be at the level that jack eichel and the other nhl nhlers are at and when you have to change little things like you know using your back a little bit more i mean they they tell you don't lift don't lift with your back right tony don't lift with your back you know little things like that and then now you're changing all this stuff trying to keep up with these nhlers who you know, are getting stronger and faster. And, you know, the science of the game is just, you know, a whole nother world right now. So, yeah, I mean, I'm certainly uh, looking forward to seeing what a normal, healthy, cocky, and I mean that in a good way, but cocky Jack Eichel is going to do. And he called himself the dynamic force. That's his words right there. That's his words right there. Maybe I'll get a I'll get his number and put Dynamic Force on the back of it one of these days. Maybe that'll be a fun way. I got a I got a couple jerseys back there. Maybe I'll like put a like a a tape nameplate over it with Dynamic Force and Eichel's number below it or something. But you are
0: Dynamic Force, Chris, as everyone knows. And Bruce Cassidy, you know, has talked an awful lot. I think he's in the head of Jack Eichel. He's played a lot of head games. I think over the summer, Um, it's just interesting that he said that he doesn't believe that Eichel should carry the entire load every night. He doesn't think that he has to be driving things every night, which I find pretty interesting because he is the main driver. He's uh, the top line center and he's going to be instrumental on the power play. So he is going to have to drive. Uh, Says he wants him to play about 18 and a half to 19 minutes. He says, hey, if he wins faceoffs and does a lot of the dirty things and whatever and helps the team win, then that is a success. But he also believes that this could be, Chris, a springboard for Jack Eichel in his career. And I think he's going to take a major step forward. I just believe that he's he's going to be a dynamic force here
1: in Vegas this season. I do. He could score seventy-four points. It could be his best season of his career. Um he doesn't need to carry the entire weight of the team are there times we want him to no doubt is there going to be a time when it feels like uh, we're just being smothered the entire game can't get anything going we're down two nothing you know with uh, eight minutes left in the third and then you know you give the puck to Eichel see what he can do I think that's the the dynamic uh, force we need out of him if you will uh, to be that difference maker to be that player who can take over a game in a single shift but he has a lot more players to rely on, even with Max Patch already gone. There are so many more players around him in now the top eight or top nine, if you will, versus just really having you know one or two solid line mates. And then, I mean, VGK is t- going to be a tough team to defend, folks. They're going to be a tough team to defend when you factor three powerful lines and potentially a pretty solid uh, energy checking line, if you will. So that's going to help Eichel a whole lot, folks.
0: Yeah, it really will. And also, uh, I know we're up against the clock here, but that NHL.com story, Chris, also hinted that Mark Stone might be missing the preseason camp. And then um, Kelly McCrimmon cleared the air and blamed it on all of the media for one reporter uh, making that statement. Um, and then uh, he said that he's not sure about, again, uh, the return of Stone. He feels as though he'll be back for the camp. Uh, Working out, optimistic that he'll be back. And uh, again, the reporter had to retract the statement about Stone missing camp. I found that kind of interesting. And Gary
1: Lawless immediately jumped in on that too and basically kind of chalked it up as like a miscommunication or something like that. And you know what? I mean, if Stone misses camp, who cares? I mean, you know, if he's ready by game one or game three or game four and logs 70 plus games given what's happened, great. No issues at all. But, you know, I. I, It's good. There's always something to talk about, Tony. I mean, this is, uh, we have not had to stretch a whole lot this off season. (laughs) No, I don't think we've had to stretch at all.
0: Coming up next, we've got uh, betonline.net. They sent us uh, the point totals for VGK and the rest of the NHL. And we'll get into that. We'll discuss that next. You are listening and watching Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco. Chris Golic here in Las Vegas. And Chris, uh, Colorado, Toronto, Florida, Carolina, and Tampa Bay, the highest projected point totals heading into the season, according to betonline.net. And then the lowest, you have Arizona, you have Chicago, Montreal, San Jose, Buffalo, uh, lowest projected point totals, according to betonline.net. And VGK's total, this has to be, well, in a full season, the first time is this the first time that they're projected uh, over under total points is under 100 because they come in at 97 and a half points, which I think is obtainable
1: this upcoming campaign. So a few things. Um, obviously, season one they were, you know, their their season total was probably somewhere around sixty-two points. By the way, everyone was talking, and after that, I'm sure the the over unders for the season totals were certainly greater, or at least on a percentage basis, with the shortened season uh, two seasons ago. Um, The interesting thing you said ninety-seven and a half points, I believe, was the number, Tony. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at last year's standings. Bet online is saying VGK is a fringe playoff team. Using last year's standings. Um, Dallas 98 points, seven seed. Nashville 97 points, eight seed. 97 and a half points. So that's a uh, bet on lines outlook on the VGK. Um, is 100 and 203 points out of the realm for VGK and to make that top three in the Pacific? Um, Goaltending with standing, I think. This is probably a safe over you can possibly bet if you don't mind having your money uh, locked up for a, you know a long futures type of situation. Um, but the goaltending folks, that's just such a strange situation right now, and I don't know. I, I just I just don't know. I mean, I'm the VGK uh, happy go lucky. Uh, you know, everything's going to be great every single season. But you know, looking at this is the first time I've really had more concern about the goaltending position, and it's a, it's a result of signing Hill. I'm not knocking Hill by any means, but, you know, 200 career games played amongst our three primary goaltenders. That's a concern, folks. That is a concern. I hope it all works out well. I think the path to success is 45 starts Logan Thompson, and then LB and, uh, and Hill round out those other games. And I think if they can all support each other and keep uh, Logan Thompson fresh, We'll be okay. We'll be okay. Um, but if Logan Thompson has some growing pains, which is fair for the youngster and anyone just coming up in the NHL, you know, can Brassois and Hill carry the mail? Interesting.
0: Yeah, and last year the total on VGK was and a 106.5. Yes. And they wound up with just 97 points. That would be real interesting if they do wind up at 97 with the total 97 and the hook. I know you like that hook
1: in there. Got to Colorado. be a winner or a loser. No pushes in the Gallup house.
0: <laughs> How about this? Colorado's over under a hundred and eleven and a half.
1: I and mean, last year they, they scored it. <laughs>
0: 111. Are they going to replicate that? I don't know. Especially teams coming off of a Stanley Cup championship. A little bit of a letdown. It's hard to repeat. Everyone's gunning for them. All of that. They had an amazing stretch at home. I don't know if they can uh, replicate the season they had. I'm going to take the under there.
1: It's it's hard to repeat, although the Lightning just did it, and they possibly could have three P'd if they would have showed up in the first round against Columbus the season before that in the bubble, or the season prior to the bubble. Excuse me there, um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. In the NHL with the salary cap situation, I mean, they lost Kadri. That's a big deal, right there. They lost Nazim Kadri, uh, and unfortunately, he comes to the Pacific now, so we have to deal with him a lot more, which is going to be wonderful. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. If, if I'm going to make a bet on, on, a, on a long future and don't mind the money being tied up, then sure. The under on Colorado is not a bad place to be, definitely.
0: And then, uh, some of the other totals as I look around the, uh, the Honda Pacific division, uh, the Ducks, uh, were 78 and a half. I found that interesting. I like the old Seattle. One there. Just what? Yeah. Reaction. Exactly. Uh, Seattle, they had 60 points a season ago. And suddenly they're at 83 and a half. And I know that, you know, we've thought that they made some improvements, but are they going to be 24 points better than
1: a season ago? Just just going back one quick point here. I'm going to ignore that for a second. I'm sorry, but... Going back to VGK, you said they were 104 points approximately last season for the over and 103 was the number I believe. 106 and a half. 106 the and they got 97. And they got 97. Yeah. It's just amazing the slim margins for 11 points when you look at all the man games that VGK lost like I mean, when you look at that folks, I think VGK actually had a pretty good season last year given all the injuries. They only miss their projection by you know eleven points, and if they get those hundred, and, you know, if they get four, if they get four more points, they're the sixth seed in the playoffs or something like that. So it's just remarkable how slim the margins are. We alluded to their playoff um, uh, lack of success last year, but they just had ten more playoff goals that would put them in the top ten. It's just it's so crazy how razor thin these margins are in the NHL right now.
0: Yeah. Calgary is 101 and a half, had 111 points last season as well. Edmonton 102 and a half. Find a lot of this interesting. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye on, uh, the latest developments there. And, uh, we thank everyone for making On golden Knights Your first listen every day for your second listen, check out the ultimate pro football preview 2022, eight episodes, the extravaganza. You could find it with local team experts on lock on podcast network and also on odyssey for my dynamic force and partner chris colick i'm tony Credasco. so long for now from las vegas what the friday coming up on friday don't miss it right here on lockdown golden Knights.